Welcome, everyone, to the Groove Podcast, episode number 14. My name is Paul McWhorter, and I'm documenting my journey toward my master's degree in theological studies and talking about how Jesus, who is full of grace and truth, gives us new life when we believe in him. For the last few weeks, I've been going through my class on the New Testament, but I've also been traveling a lot for work and haven't really had a chance to do my weekly podcast. And I wanted to summarize the last few weeks and hit on some of the key takeaways that I received. And first, I want to testify that I 100% believe in and agree with the Bible and everything it contains. I believe that the Bible is the divine word of God that Jesus is the Lord, that he gave himself over to the cross to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, so that those who believe in him might be restored to the purpose for which he created us to glorify God. The interesting thing about the Bible is how different it is from every other religious document. Other religions are based on one man, usually, who God gave a message to. And this one person then writes it down, claims to be a prophet, and wants everyone to follow God, trusting their interpretation of God's message within their generation. The Bible is a collection of dozens of authors written over the course of a thousand plus years and is a story about God creating, pursuing, and redeeming his people. Jesus didn't physically write the Bible during his time on earth and then try to pass it off as a new religion. Jesus didn't actually physically write any of the Bible. It was his followers, God's people, writing about the things that they saw and heard and experienced. The Spirit of God spoke to them and guided them because this is God's story written by us. For these reasons, there is not a more reliable collection of evidence of who God is, what God has done, how God did it, and why God did it. I've read several commentaries from folks who deny the Bible and its accuracy, and they invent new interpretations and claims about God's Word, but it's largely based on biased conjecture with little to no evidence. They doubt what we believe and then try to convince us otherwise with nothing more than opinion. Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Most of us don't like or want to be confronted about our sin, to admit our failures, to deal with who we are, or to take the steps necessary for change. We see this in people who refuse to go to a doctor to deal with their mental health issues. We want to just sweep our problems under a rug or try to deal with it on our own. If we understand the truth, we are obligated to follow the truth. Fools don't want understanding because then they have to deal with it, and they don't want to deal with it. But they have no problem expressing their opinion. Some of them then want to try and convince you otherwise that what you believe is wrong, but to what end? To rob me of the love and joy and hope and peace and life that I have in Jesus? I remember what it was like before I believed Jesus, when I wasn't following him. I was selfish and lost and hopeless. I was just drifting through life. Why why would I want to go back to that? (laughs) Why would you want to rob me of that? But God is love. God is good. 
Everything that we have in life that is good comes from God. Everything bad we have in life comes from sin. Living in a sinful world and suffering the consequences of sinful people, including ourselves. God gave us his word to communicate with us and tell and show us how much he loves us and to fulfill his promises. Why would I not want to read the evidence of God and his goodness? Why would I not want to seek out answers to my questions in his word? He gives us practical application wisdom, and knowledge for our lives. I want to study that and to know that. I want you to do that. What's great about the New Testament is you have several authors writing about their personal and revealed journey with Jesus Christ, experiencing life with him, being changed by him, witnessing his persecution and death, his resurrection and ascension. They aren't writing about oral traditions of legends that were passed down hundreds or thousands of years ago. They're writing about what happened in their own lifetime. They were eyewitnesses who also communicated and believed with other eyewitnesses. Together, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote their portraits of Jesus. They have differences and similarities. They use different tones and languages and writing styles to tell one amazing story about Jesus. And then you have Paul and Peter and James and Jude write about how to live this Christian life how to follow Jesus, and also reminding us of why we believe what we believe and how God fulfilled his promises in the Old Testament through Jesus. There's great danger when we read God's word and we cherry-pick passages for our own benefit, whether your intentions are good or not. When we start removing the context and intention of the word, we open the door for falsehoods to creep into our faith. And then we start disagreeing with certain passages because they don't, they don't fit with what we believe now or what's a popular opinion. And then you sit on the edge of rejecting your faith completely. Then you go back to relying on your own strength and mind and heart to tell you what's right or wrong and what to believe. Why would I want to go back when I can rely on God's strength, on God's wisdom, on God's word to guide me? I don't neglect my mind by believing in God. I don't blindly follow and rail against other ideologies. God told me to love him with all of my heart, soul, and mind. He wants me to think and to reason. He wants me to ask questions and seek answers. He tells us he is there waiting for us to respond to him. We believe because of what we have seen and experienced by the witnesses of others and in those things that we don't see or understand. Look, there's no way that my feeble human brain can possibly comprehend everything about God, how exactly he created the world and why he does or doesn't do certain things, but I can know and believe in what he told us and what he reveals to us. I have seen him work enough in my life to know that his way is better than my way. I have 100% trust in God, so of course I'm going to believe 100% in his word. What I've really enjoyed about this class is reading the New Testament through and seeing how all the dots are connected from one book to the next and how well they tie in together and complement each other. And sometimes we forget that, that many of these books are really letters that are sent to, to certain people or groups and share a message of God's truth. Many of these letters were read straight through 
Now, we don't read them straight through a lot of times. We read certain passages and chapters. And sometimes we, we miss or we forget about what the big picture of it is. I'm not saying you should read each book through entirely every time. Because there is great value in dissecting the scripture. And the Spirit shows us new things every time that strengthens our faith. You have to remember the context of the book at the same time, so that we don't take away from or add to God's Word. I've read commentary before that starts off right, and then it, and then it takes a turn. Sometimes, sometimes a person will reveal a truth that I had never seen before, and then I get excited about how God has opened my mind to a, a new truth. But sometimes they can divert and contradict other parts of Scripture. And I, I, I go, wait, what? Test what you read and what you hear, and what you say by what's actually written in the Bible. If you hear me say something that contradicts Scripture, then look it up and correct me. Let me know. God wants you to use your mind to ask questions and seek the truth. Anyone who doesn't want you to ask questions is trying to hide something. And look, I, I'm not an expert. I don't know, nor will I ever know, everything about God in the Bible. When I have questions, I look for answers. I share what I know right now, as I've heard it, as I've read it, as I understand it. And I hope that a year from now, I know more than I do now. I want to put my faith to the test by following God's word, because I trust that his word will lead me to who I am, who God created me to be, and to do what he created me to do. Our ultimate purpose is to glorify God, to love and obey him. We express our love and obedience of God by loving and serving others and telling them about the good news of Jesus Christ. How you do that and where you do that, it depends on where God has led you and the talents that he has given you. If you have never read the New Testament through, I highly encourage you to do so. Turn off the TV, stop scrolling on social media, stop listening to this podcast. Just kidding. For at least 45 minutes, and or that's like one episode on Netflix, okay? Read a few chapters each night, or listen to it via audiobook on your phone or computer. I would much rather you listen to God's Word than mine or anyone else's podcast. If you want commentary on God's Word, then keep on listening. I have to say that I really enjoy coming on here and talking about God and my faith in Jesus, and I pray uh, that God will open the door for me to do more teaching and serving in the future. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that this has encouraged you and challenged you. I pray that you will have an encounter with God today, whenever and wherever you are when you hear this, whether it's today or 10 years from now. I pray that God will move in your life and you will respond to him. Thanks for listening and see you next time.